What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, and you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR. Dot .fm. In this episode, we're going to be talking about Google's web stories. You may know them as AMP stories for WordPress. And joining us for that conversation is Kathy Bosco. Kathy, welcome to Press This. Hey, David. Thanks for having me today. Awesome. Glad to have you here. I think the last time you and I spoke, at least at length, was at WordCamp US in St. Louis. And I think you were asking me the questions then, Kathy, as part of your UX study or something with with. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure we were talking about a usability study. Yes, yes, that does sound like you. And uh, so for those unfamiliar with Kathy, uh, UX is uh, a a big part of her focus, and she spent quite a lot of time with uh, Google's web stories. But in this episode of Press This, um, what Kathy's going to cover is really her experiences working with web stories, in particular through a project with the agency XWP. Uh, Kathy's also going to share her thoughts generally on what web stories are, um, their potential impact to the open web, and the strategy, how you might think about the strategy behind using web stories in the sites that you build. So Kathy, to kick us off, I uh, asked this question of every guest, so you'll be the same, uh, but if you could briefly tell us your WordPress origin story, that would be great. Sure. Well, many, many years ago, uh, I was a illustrator and a commission portrait artist, and I had quite a large portfolio, portfolio building up, and I needed to get my work online. 
And so that's when I met WordPress and um, I, that was gosh, 15 years ago, possibly. So now I empower others with WordPress professionally. So it's been a, a great way to, you know, move from an analog career to a digital career. I like that. You know, I don't think anyone's mentioned that kind of origin story before. I wonder how many photographers out there have that same story. Like uh, <laughs> I built my photography website and was like, hey, I can kind of build a website. So now I'm going to go, you know, make this a career. That's really uh, interesting. Now you run a company though, UXATT. Could you briefly tell us about that? Yes, uh, we are UX Design Collective. Uh, Monique Doubleman, Jackie Dalia, and myself, uh, we do contract work and work on medium and large scale products and sites and businesses to bring um, UX solutions and fresh eyes to projects. And what does UXATT stand for? UX all the things. So, all the things. yeah, we, we were born out of the WordPress ecosystem, but we work beyond that now um, in a variety of different uh, platforms. Nice, nice. Yeah, I like some of the work you've done uh, in the WordPress space, but it's interesting to hear about the kind of expanded scope, if you will, uh, for the collective at UXATT. So getting to the topic at hand, though, obviously what we're talking about here today are web stories. And so I was hoping you could explain, like, what are web stories and why you think they're valuable? Absolutely. Well, as a visual storyteller, um, innately, this appealed to me immediately. Uh, web stories are a short format, visually immersive, uh, mixed media platform. Uh, they're highly performant. It's a tappable interface uh, where you can use video, images, text, eventually, well, web stories in the wild. You can use animations and, oh, so many wonderful, wonderful tools to tell a high impact short format story. Um, the web needs short format stories. They're useful in a variety of use cases, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, so right now, beta two is out for web stories for WordPress. It's very exciting that this is coming to WordPress. The stable release is due out, I think, the end of this month, and new features will continue to roll out after that. The new editor is incredibly useful. You can try it out. I know, you, David, you've built some stories, I think, and, and I have too, of course. Uh, I think the, the power in web stories is that it's a stories platform where you own your own content. You are not in a walled garden using stories under a closed system like Instagram or Facebook. You get search results. Each story has its own URL, so it gets search credit. It's a great way to promote longer format content or events or uh, I could go on and on. I'm super excited about it. <laughs> I think, you know, I've talked to folks over at Google, talked to folks like yourself that have used, you know, AMP stories before this, but, um, you know, the way I, the, the very terrible way I use to describe it is like, it's like a mobile friendly slideshow for your website, but obviously that's just really scratching the surface. I liked how you kind of pointed out though, that the stories format um, really became popular in these walled garden uh, platforms like Instagram, but never really made their way to the web despite being wildly popular in these platforms. Um, do you think that 
the open web is just kind of slow to respond here, or is it that um, people haven't just really found the use cases in, in a website context versus, say, a social context? Well, I think there are a couple different ways to look at stories on the web. One is uh, very casual, toss it away. I don't need to see it more than a day or two, which is what stories are on Instagram primarily. Uh, and there's a good use case for that. Hi, mom, I'm at the airport. Look here, I landed, I'm safe and sound. You send that story out, mom gets it. Uh, there's also a much higher level use case for stories where um, you are using it to tell a story. Uh, I, I'll give an example of one of the highest levels is a, a, a reporter in the war in Yemen reporting about a horrible, horrible human condition and war there. Uh, they published the story. It was a web story. It won a Pulitzer Prize. So if you have something meaningful of value to share, it's incredibly powerful. That's why I like playing with the beta too, because I'm pretty good at telling visual stories. I mean, I don't mean to brag, but like that's sort of my thing. And I need to practice telling visual stories. And the beta plugin's been a great way for me to see that, yeah, you really need to practice telling the story. And that's like the most powerful content you can produce, right? Where you're telling a story and providing something of value. So, you know, I mentioned that web stories were pri previously called AMP stories. Uh, what happened to AMP stories? Are, are web stories uh, AMP compatible or was it just a name change? I don't know if you even know, but I'm just curious. Well, I think originally, uh, you know, AMP is all about high performance and um, a particular web component called an AMP web component. I'm not terribly technically savvy, but uh, you don't have to have an AMP website to use web stories. And I think there was some confusion that, oh, my site has to be AMP compatible to use web stories. And no, not at all. Web stories are much bigger. They're, they're a real gem in the open web. And I think that they do use a, some sort of technical uh, AMP component in the structure of the code in some places, but it's not a requirement to, you know. To be AMP compatible. It's a no. medium that is AMP compatible, but it's not exactly. AMP itself. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Thanks for helping me explain it. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I know it's confusing. And, uh, you know, I know when you when you introduce new products, you know, naming them the right things can go a long way into avoiding confusion. I know a lot of people haven't taken that leap to AMP yet because of some of the constraints of choosing to go AMP. But it sounds like whether you've chosen this that path of AMP or not, web stories can still be beneficial. So I think it makes sense to, to come out with a more generic name there, uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know that caused some confusion for people who are like, well, where did the AMP stories go? And well, does it not use AMP anymore? And what's the deal? So thanks for providing some clarity there. Um, I've got some more questions for, for you, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing 
and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, talking to Kathy Bosco about Google's new Web Stories plugin, which is out in beta. Uh, Kathy, right before the break, you were explaining what happened to AMP Stories. It was just a rename, if you will, the Web Stories, so that's good to know. Um, and earlier, you kind of alluded to the fact that web stories can have their own URL and thus be expressed in things like search results. Do you expect that Google will use web stories content within things like search packs and just search results in general? Oh, absolutely. I published three stories on Friday and they're showing up in search. Oh, that's happening now. I think so. <laughs> can you share the query? Can I look this up? Oh, uh, sure. So if you go to kathybosco.com, you'll see uh, stories in the menu and you can click on any of those. Is, is that answer your question? Uh, sort of, I meant on the Google side, you oh. said they were showing up in search results. Sure. Uh, do, could you have a query I could type into Google or the listeners could type in to see an example of this? Sure. I don't mean to put you on the spot. If, if we need to move on, we can, I was just curious. Uh, I, I'd have to go back and redo the search. Uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. But you are seeing them in search results. So I guess my mm -hmm. question of, do you expect they will use them <laughs> is perhaps <laughs> they are. Um, but it's interesting because as I thought through this episode and I was thinking through this question, I was thinking a lot about um, schema and how that markup expresses itself, if you will, in search results in various ways. And so it's started me thinking that, well, you know, if web stories is this new medium that Google's pushing, should we expect to see that, you know, should, could we scroll through a web story on google.com is, is perhaps another interesting question for the future, but you're saying that they're just essentially showing up as a result. Yes, mine have been showing up as a result. And I, I know that uh, large publishers have been experimenting with web stories over the last year or two. And those uh, results are showing up in search as well. So yeah, makes you think, well, these, you know, the, the, the swiping experience, if you will, the whole web story, uh, if you might see that in a search result one day, it's, it's really interesting to think about this because, you know, I know Google cares a lot about the open web because of course their primary business is around indexing and, you know, quote, organizing the open web. When we start looking at closed platforms like Instagram, that's really not Google's territory. So I could see them finding value in leveraging this format within the search results. Do you agree or disagree? Oh, absolutely. I think that as 
as web stories is adopted and more popularly used, we'll see, you know, the demand will push for making it even more findable in search for sure. Yeah, it's like this critical mass issue we saw with the use of schema in SERPs, excuse me, meaning that until you have enough sites running it, it doesn't make sense to put it in SERPs because only a few sites would even have a presence. So mm -hmm. it feels like we're kind of at the starting uh, part of that critical mass component. So that's how I look at the use of web stories now, which is to say, you know, there's user experience benefits, there's perhaps storytelling benefits, um, but there's also perhaps this future benefit of search results that might heavily leverage things like web stories. So I think it's interesting to think about that as you think about your strategy. Um, so I know you've used the Web Stories plugin extensively. What's your advice for using the Web Stories plugin uh, as people start to dig into it? Like, uh, is there some place they should start? Something they should think about as they use it? Um, what's What's your getting started advice here on a podcast? Yeah. One question. Yeah, I would say you know have something of value to share. Um, think about linking to longer format content and practice storytelling. Maybe you're going to tell a story about. Uh, the launch of your new podcast or something, or you're going to tell a story that is featuring a recipe uh, that you could tap through on a mobile device and someone can make the recipe by tapping the screen through. Um, so those, come in with a good story to tell. For sure. And be warned that when you are adding video at this stage of the product development, that it has to be an MP4. So I couldn't shoot a video with my iPhone and then use it in my story. I had to take it to a pro dev tool and encode it as an MP4. So it's still in beta and there's, I'm sure that will become something um, more fluid to do, but be prepared. You'll need an MP4 for video. Um, you can loop videos. You can uh, have it start and play one time. Uh, it, the editor is absolutely wonderful to work with. The features of masking images and video into shapes is stunning. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like a page builder plugin because it's taking me into like this kind of um, forked is the wrong word, but this kind of sidecar design system that has its own way of building out the web story format through WP Admin. And so I found it very intuitive to use, um, you know, no code to build out, build out a fairly sophisticated story. Um, but I did not, I just kind of poked around and put random images and pictures in just to try it out. I didn't come in yeah. like actually trying to tell a story. Yeah, it's good to practice. Just get familiar with the interface. It's, it is pretty intuitive and you can preview it. It has, if you, if you publish a story, there's a block. So you could, you could put a web story block in a post and you're, you're, you can embed your story in a post. It also ships with an archive page. So I would recommend that theme designers or people who manage themes for clients uh, take into account web stories and start preparing beautiful archive pages. Yeah, I know in the Genesis front, I didn't realize it came with an archive page. <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah. Um, but I know we've thought about it a little bit relative to things like theme demo content, um, because obviously having, you know, unique types of content that allow people leveraging the themes to, you know, sell their message, if you will, mm -hmm. um, but also to hopefully be in a leading position around things like web stories and search results. These are... Uh, 
you know, very compelling things as you think about it from a, from a theme provider's perspective. I think the the bigger thing for me, um, it's been you know a number of years since I've been in the agency business full time, but it's like I, I just putting myself back in that seat. It's like, well, how am I going to use this to help someone grow? So I'm just curious, like, I'll put you on the spot on this question, Kathy. Like, if 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 I if I was your client, and I said, how is this going to help me grow? How would you answer that question? Well. I have I have some clients and <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> advising I'm definitely advising them to embrace web stories. Um, it, it's if you have a, something of value to share, uh, if you're promoting an event, if you've got a campaign coming up around some launch of a business product, having web stories in place for that is a wonderful, powerful tool uh, to engage with people in an immediate way, in a tappable, mobile, performant way. So it is as important as blog posting on my roadmap. Yeah, I think about it. It's interesting because we were having a discussion earlier today around like, well, what ways do people want to learn information? And we had in this one Slack community I'm part of, half of the group said, I want to read everything because I can get through it faster. And the other half of the group said, I want to see a video about it um, because I want to see how it's done. And I feel like web stories is like right in the middle, right? It's it's self-consumable, so you can go super quick. Um, but it's also visual like you would have in a video without having to play it at like 2x speed or something like that. But I think it's kind of in that nice little sweet spot where you can tell a more complex story, walk people through things visually, but allow them to kind of digest it at their own pace. Do you agree? I, I do. But I also think beyond that, you can serve up an opportunity for people who want to read and take a deep dive through written copy and content. You could also direct people to a, a more interactive video type experience of courses. Like here's the court here. We have a series of courses available. Here's a video about it. You could take them from an amp story to a longer format video on a page or to content where they could read a lot. So, so it's either the the, the thing, the medium with which you consume the content or the medium that helps direct you to the content. Absolutely. All right. I like that. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, you called it an amp story, right, Kathy? I did. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I have web stories on a little sticky on my computer right now, and I still did it. Old habits you have die like hard. An amp stories quarter jar where every time you yeah. say it, you have to tap a quarter <laughs> in or something. Yeah. Um, I like it. Um, I have some more questions for you, but we're going to take our last break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. 
You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and we're talking about Google's web stories with Kathy Bosco. Kathy, right before the break, we were talking a little bit around kind of the role of web stories, thinking about it as a way to consume content, but also a way to kind of direct your uh, audience to find pieces of content that might help them. Um, so you mentioned earlier that the plugin is in beta. Do you know when it's uh, slated to come out of beta? I think the um, stable release is scheduled for the end of this month, end of September. All right, all right. I so know, fingers exciting. crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Are you using it in production even though it's not out of beta? Sounds like Well, I kind of am just for my own. I experiment on my site sort of to teach and work with products that are at the edge of the web. So it's not uncommon for me to be experimenting, but I don't have any clients actually publishing with it uh, through WordPress anyway. Sure, sure. So um, you mentioned that web stories work with blocks and it's essentially a block that will allow you to, in a sense, embed your web story, but web stories themselves don't use blocks other than through that embedding function. Is that true? Right. You can embed a story in a blog post or in a page of your website, but the story stands on its own. You, you experience a web story at its own URL. Kind so, of reminded me a little bit like uh, how you might, you know, edit a form and then embed it with a short code in a block. Um, it seemed almost identical to that to me when I made a web story and then put it in a page that was using blocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or like a YouTube video. It's the same kind of embedded block. You put the URL into that block and then your, your story is there. I don't think experiencing stories while they're embedded in a blog post or page is the optimal experience. I'd, I'd rather just experience them on their own. Oh, but really? It, Interesting. Yeah. It could be nice if like you had a series of vegan recipes, if you had an archive page of all those vegan recipes, if you could preview them and then click on it and open it on its own. That's the best experience. Oh, I, I, I can imagine all kinds of wonderful A-B tests coming out of this. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny because I was imagining you kind of embedding it within an existing web page, but it sounds like you're really pushing for kind of more of the standalone experience. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there are many use cases um, and many ways to sort and choose which stories to view. So uh, but to really experience them, it's, it's good. They, they, they look great on desktop. They're obviously designed for mobile first though, and they're highly performant. It's fabulous. 
Yeah, I like the mobile first side of it. I mean, I think telling complex stories in mobile is extremely difficult. So I feel like the stories format is a great way to go about that. Do you imagine people building 100% web stories powered sites? I could see it. Um, (laughs) People will find a way to do just about everything, but I think that it's good to have a foundation of your own website footprint first. Uh, But I could see if you were hosting an event of some kind, an online event, if you were, I don't know. I feel like that people will find incredible ways and creative ways to use web stories that we can't even imagine right now. Yeah, that uh, that question came up for me prior to this preparing for this interview as I was looking into them and just listening more about how people were leveraging them. I was just curious. Um, I guess time will tell. Uh, <laughs> someone, I'm sure, will build a 100% web story powered site. Um, yeah. But you know, I know a use case for a golf game, like someone was building a, a, a web story while watching a golf game and just adding pages to it as the game went on, as details went by. And that story was just for that game. Oh, wow. That's cool. You know? So you feel like it maybe provided them a little agility in their publishing, do you think? It mm-hmm. sounds like they were able to do that very quickly. Yes. And using their mobile phone. Nice. Were they using the Web Stories plugin in WordPress for that, or was this done through another medium? Uh, no, they were just using the Word Web Stories from the wild. All but right, this is all what's right. coming to WordPress. I know. Um, so my last question, we're kind of getting short on time here, but if people remembered only one thing from this interview, what would that be? To find use cases that will help you and your clients grow your business or your projects and programs and to experiment and practice telling rich visual visual stories like it's going to take a little bit of practice but it's going to be really worth it i love it i think that's going to be my new web stories strategy kathy thank you (laughs) (laughs) sure awesome well thank you so much for joining us here today well thank you for having me i love talking about web stories Of course, of course. If you'd like to learn more about what Kathy is up to, you can visit uxatt.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.